All right, so this morning, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we're talking, we want to talk to you about um, Macra and Terry. So um, I've got Dad here. Uh, Suzanne, Suzanne is really, uh, Suzanne Harris is really spearheading, uh, spearheading our communication with Macra and Terry in Cambodia at the moment, but she's in Australia, which made me realise that she's probably going to be self-isolated for two weeks when she gets back, isn't she? Um, but yeah, we pray a blessing on Suzanne. But, but Dad... If you don't know Dad, this is Marty Beatty. So give him give him a wave. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was really through Dad that um, that our initial connection and relationship with uh, Macra and Terry in Cambodia was set up. So um, I'm just going to quiz you. Do you can you tell us about how it all happened? How did you end up meeting uh, Macra? I'll put a photo. This is Macra, uh, his wife Terry, and his, and their son uh, David, who's going to be two in June. Um, uh, Macro, he plays guitar, he does all sorts of things, but how did you end up um, meeting, how did your paths cross? And Well, it was interesting because in 2013, Chrissy and I, with a couple from Auckland, um, Vic Francis and his wife, got that right, Fran, we were actually on a, an overseas trip to basically just to check out different countries just to see where New Zealand could start to focus um, a, as a nation. Uh, focus that we'll give our attention to uh, in the future. And so we ended up visiting Cambodia and then on to Vietnam and then on to, on to India on that trip. And, and then Chrissy and I also spent some time in Singapore, in South India and Singapore. But what happened is um, we'd been out on the, on the river, the big river in Phnom Penh, and uh, one evening, and there were a whole lot of young men on, on the boat, on this boat, and uh, they were just taking us out to show us the sights. So a couple of hours later, we had to fly from there to, to Vietnam. And uh, anyway, what happened is uh, Jeff is the leader or the director of an organisation called, uh, Cam- what's it called? Um, Partnership Cambodia. And what they do is they actually raise funds to train and equip um, young men, mainly young men, um, in, through education, um, through, through degrees in Phnom Penh. And um, he, apparently on this occasion, he didn't have a sponsor for a young man called Macra. But I got to meet a lot of these guys, and then he said to me just quietly later, he said, look, we've, we've got sponsors for everybody except this young man, and this young man would like to do a degree in nursing. Would you be interested in, in, in supporting him? So that just stayed in the back of my mind. I, I liked the young guy that, I, that we'd met. I think at that stage Chrissy hadn't met him, and I don't think Sue had at that stage. She, th- they were busy actually out cruising around the area in the villages, and I think they spent some time in, in, a, in a, healing, a healing room or a small hospital that had been set up over there to help people that had been basically uh, written off by, by the normal system. And prayed them into they prayed them into life. What happened is I came back and, and spoke to our leadership team about this, and they actually said yeah, we'd, we'd like to do this. So, so that's exactly what we did as a church. We decided that we would sponsor Macra to get his um, nursing degree. So that was phase number one. Three years later, three and a half years later, he completed that. Then that's really I reckon that's a, it's so amazing like, to sponsor to as a church to support someone that's going through who's got it on their heart to. To serve his community um, <clears throat> through medicine, um, we sponsored him. So there he is, uh, graduating from nursing early this year, and then uh, and then so we went on to um, 
So he did his nursing degree, uh, and then he had a vision for he had a vision for a, for a medical clinic in his village. Have you already? Did you say something about that just now? We haven't said anything about it. So he had a vision for he wanted to have a medical clinic, build a medical. How old is he? How old is he when he started? Twenty. Mid twenties now. So so four years ago, when you met him, he must have been about twenty. But he had this vision. Uh, from a pro, for a medical clinic in this town, which didn't have one, and so anyway, do you want to talk about that for a sec? Well, I guess I mean the the fact that he was interested in med, medicine, I thought uh, sort of sparked a bit of a something in me, um, because I years ago I was involved with a church that set up a clinic in Wellington, which is st- still now operating very well, and I guess in the back of my mind I was always hoping that we as a church could possibly end up having a clinic here that would serve those that. Um, were perhaps underprivileged. That's still in the back of my mind. Even buying a truck and going around the country and providing free treatment, that sort of thing. It still sits there. But when Macra mentioned that he was uh, interested in, in doing something like this, it just ignited something. And it wasn't just words. He, he and his, uh, he, I think, was he married? He and his wife, I think, I think they were married at that stage. I'm pretty sure they were. They actually bought some land around 2017. They said we want to build a, we want to build a clinic on this land, but we don't have any money. In fact, they had to borrow money from the bank in order to buy this land. So, do you want me to talk a bit more about that? So then, in 2017, I had the opportunity to go back to to visit Makara and um, went to the village. Pretty here, pretty um, pretty scary driving on the roads over there. I, I wasn't driving, but even being a passenger, it's pretty scary. It's worse than India. Uh, that says something. Anyway, so they took me, we, we, we drove to the village, and there I met Makara. I went out into, to, to meet his mum and dad, they're Buddhist people. They live in very, very primitive um, conditions. And um, we sat down on the ground and literally drew plans of what we were going, what we were hoping to see would become the clinic. Their their way of construction is quite different to to my experience, but um, that that certainly I, I had confidence in what they were showing me. And then Macra said, "Of course, my father's going to be building it." So they they bring the families together, and I think we took you through the process of of of, of that construction. We came back here. And there was no promises at that stage. We came back here and we spoke to again to the to the church and to our leadership team, and it was agreed that we would we would endeavour to raise twenty five thousand. I think I've got that right, Henry. Twenty five thousand US. I think it was US dollars to to actually pay for this um, phase one of this construction. Uh, it was absolutely amazing that we were able to build a clinic with accommodation and rooms, etc upstairs for that sort of money but we set out to do that as a church and we did it yeah amazing we looked at a build the other day we looked at a building along the road um and it was 1.3 million dollars eh? and so to think that you can build build a building for thirty thousand dollars um so that's what we did so i I think it's really cool there's um (laughs) i mean it's it's amazing. So in this uh, in this village, there's the medical clinic. We've talked about this a lot of times before, so I know I know it's familiar to a lot of you. But but just sort of like revisiting that, and it's there it is again, a two story building, um, and they're building an extension on it. So um, Mac Macra, I, what I really am, I've never met him, but what I'm inspired about him is how he has a has a vision for his 
Vera's Village um, to see, you know, to, to help people medically and also to see transformation. Like he's, he's hard out after Jesus and, um, and bringing the goodness of Jesus to his community. So it really sounds like a vineyard person, right? I think so. I mean, like we want to be, we want to be, um, be about bringing transformation to our communities and our city as well. Um, he's got a vision to reach his community, to see his community transformed. And um, so what they're doing, do you want to talk about what they're doing now? Just, just a little bit, but this extension is going to be for okay, phase number three or phase number two or whatever it is. But this is actually going to be an internet cafe. And a lot of people, he sees this as a centre, as James has mentioned, a place where people can come and be transformed, which, which fits in with our, with our philosophy in this church or our statement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And so in Wellington, if someone said, oh, I want to start a cafe, well, you kind of go, well, that's cool. I mean, we do have cafes you know, on every corner, or more. Um, but in this village, there's one cafe, and it's right down the other end of the village. So people, they're not getting their caffeine fix. And, and so he's gone, man, we need to get our caffeine. So what they're doing is, uh, and as you can see in the photos, they've built this extension onto it, and people will be able to come and have coffee while they're waiting for the appointment to see um, Macra. And, and apparently already people have been, um, you know, uh, tapping into his, his Wi-Fi. Um, and so he's got, well, you know, why don't make that part of the thing? So they can use it as an internet cafe. So they can come and charge their devices, use the internet, have a coffee, and an opportunity to, to uh, also to be able to share about Jesus. So it's, it's pretty cool. And, like, it's called, uh, I, th- I think, I might be getting this completely wrong, but I think this is, I think this is their logo. Um, so it's called Holy Cafe. Come along to Holy Cafe. And not only that, so you've got those two hats on, like, okay, he's a dad, he's a, he's a wife, he's a, wife he's, a, he's a husband, he's a, he's a dad, he's a, um, he's a nurse to his, his village, he's going to be running a, um, an internet cafe to sort of supplement the income for the medical clinic, and what's more is he's been invited to be a pastor of a church, of a church. Do you want to tell them about that? Well, it, it, yeah, there's a church not far away from, from the, oh, there we are there, not far away from where the cafe is, just, just literally around the corner. And uh, this was constructed by uh, support money raised years ago, I think through YWAM and a few other organisations. And it was planted, the church, as I understand, was actually planted by a, another, a bigger church, actually, in, in Phnom Penh. I think it was a new, some, it was a new life church, as, as far as I understand. It's been overseen at this stage by, by an older lady. She's probably younger than me, but we'll say an older lady. And um, she's done an amazing job. And the, the church also has a a school attached to it as well. So they've, so they've, they've built this place. Obviously, it's, it's been well used, and they've asked Macra to become the pastor of that church. So he'll be wearing several hats. In fact, he's going to be bivocational, which, of course, we know a little bit about, some of us. And uh, I, th- I think he's just going to have such an impact on the community. Can I just say this, that his parents are still Buddhists. Um, just around the corner from where this, this facility is, is a, a, a Buddhist temple. It looks pretty run down. And I said to James the other day, it'd be great if we could pray. Maybe, maybe we could um, take that over. Um, yeah, turn it to a Christian community school or something. But anyway, it, it, we're just praying that the family will come to know, know Jesus. I had the chance to pray for them when, when we were looking at, at the construction um, project initially. And uh, yeah, this is, this is a new phase for macro. I just... It's amazing to see that extension that he's putting on the side, put on the side of the church because it's a school, not the school, the, the, um, the clinic, because the, ba- the boundary, 
that's very, very close to the boundary, so I don't quite know how he's managed to, uh, to, to, to do that and get town planning approval, but he's done it. And certainly we, we, we haven't been involved in, in the payment for that, so I don't know where the money's come from, but there you go, he's a man of faith, he's stepped out, and who knows what's happening. Isn't it fantastic? Yeah, really cool. I, oh, sorry, I don't think that's the church that he's going to be pastoral. I think this is, they went to a leadership training oh, okay. thing. So, um, but, but yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so far we've, we've been supporting him through these different phases. So, um, you know, medical, medical training, um, supporting the, the building of the project clinic. Last year we were supporting, oh, we supported the fit out of the clinic. We supported the, um, uh, the spectacles, yeah, we sent spectacles over. We supported them through la- through last year to supplement the income, but it's always been like on this on this kind of like project by project basis. And um, uh, when a few of us met last year, we kind of thought um, it would be awesome to be able to move into a kind of a different phase where we're supporting him, uh, blessing him uh, in in his ministry, and just um, basically supporting uh, Macra and Terry and David, and uh, being able to um, provide them with with money um, to be able to go. You do what's on, on your heart. In the same way as we support Rania in Lebanon, we go, we trust her, we trust what she's doing as um, a mission from God, and, and we want to support you, release you and, into what you're doing. So um, last year, uh, we, had, we had lunches every month, uh, project clinic lunches, and we, we, through those, we raised something like 2,500. So what, what, my, what I'm hoping for is that we would, as a community, be able to commit to... Um, to providing Matt Crantieri with $2,500 over the course of this year uh, without needing to do lunches every week, but we'll just we'll make, a, make a decision in our hearts uh, we, what the Lord is telling us to do, and we'll be able to go, we want to, we want to support what they're doing over the course of the year. Yeah. So it's, it's really, uh, what's been coming, coming to me quite a lot is just this idea of, of blessing what the Lord is doing and sowing into in, sowing what the Lord is doing. And... Um, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks for that. And the, and the passage that has really been quite, uh, it talks about this quite a lot, is this passage in 2 Corinthians 9. Uh, it's it's uh, written, written by Paul, and he, he's, talking about, he's talking about this financial gift, like this gift that has been uh, promised to him um, to support um, the ministry that him and, him and um, some others are on. And so kind of like picking it up, um, 2 Corinthians 9, Verse 5, it says, So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead to you and arrange in advance for the gift that you've promised, so that it may be ready as a willing gift and not as, not as an exaction. Um, the point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly and not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. And then he, it goes on, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You'll be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of the service is not only in supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of the service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. 
while they long for you and pray for you, because of the surpassing grace upon God upon you. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. And it's, it's a, I wanted to read that whole passage because it's this, it's this amazing thing. He's not kind of, he's, it's about money. It's about, supporting, it's about supporting the ministry. So I'm talking about it today because I want us to be able to you know, support the ministry of Macra and Terry. It's about money. But it, but it has this really interesting dynamic of, um, of this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. It's like we... And I, I, it's like we sow, if we sow into the things that what um, Macra is doing, then, then, we, then we also reap. Um, and so <laughs> the way I'm seeing it is like this. I wanna, you know, we want to be, be a church that brings transformation to Wellington. Here's a guy that's bringing transformation to his village. We, if we sow into what he's doing, I believe that the Lord is, is also going to release blessing on, on Wellington. So what I'm not talking about is if we give to Macra, then God's going to give us lots of money. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if we're sowing into the, what the Lord is doing there, it's, um, it's blessing Macra, it's releasing him to do what he's called to do, bringing transformation and help to all kinds of people. And, and at the same time, it's going, well, this is what we want to be about. Does that make sense? Is that, kind of, is that, is that what he's saying? Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Yeah, I think that's what it's saying. I think it's what it's saying. And, and this idea, and it comes back to the end of it, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift, this idea of God is a generous God. He's a, he's a giving God. And I was, uh, during the week I was thinking about what more, what is the most valuable thing that God could, could, could send to people to show us that he, loved, that he loved us? You know, I was thinking about it. Well, he could have sent us hundreds of millions of dollars worth of gold or diamonds. But what does that tell you about the heart of God? Like God, he created the whole universe. What, what is, what, that's, not value to, that's not of value to him. It's of value to us, but it's not of value to him. So what could he give that would, be of, that would show that it's something of value to God? Him, himself, his life, the life of his son. So God is a generous God. He sends us he gives us his life. He gave us the life of his son. And he gives us the life of his son. He's a generous God. And so us walking in the, walking in the steps of, of our maker, walking in the pathway of Jesus, means being, being generous as well. Are you convinced by that? But the thing is, he goes this, and I think this is kind of, and I've told you, I, I've told you that I want us to be able to commit to raising $2,500 over the year. But he says this. Um, each one of you must give as he or she has decided in his or her heart, not reluctantly and not under compulsion. So, um, you know, we, we don't want to be, you know the feeling, you know what it's like when you give um, because you feel so awkward or you feel so anxious if you don't. You know that feeling? Afterwards you're going, oh, I didn't really want to give, but I, but I felt like I had to. And I, I, that's, that's not what we're going for, okay? So um, what we're going to do is um, next week, next Sunday morning, we'll have, um, we'll have some cards. Um, and on those, you know, you'll be able to put your name and you'll be, able to put, um, you'll be able to put down an amount that you're committing to give. And it might be sort of like an amount, you know, per month or amount of, you know, a one-off gift or however you want to do it. We'll do that next week, not today. And the, and the idea is this. So um, today, rest of the day, the rest of the week, 
you can you can um, you can think about it. You can pray about it. You can talk to your family. You can talk to your kids. You can decide: is this something that you want to be about, or is it not? Um, and absolutely, nobody's going to be like judging you or thinking anything less of you if you decide that you don't want to. God's not going to love you any less if you decide not to. Don't give. No, that's not what I'm saying. I think I think it's going to be. I think it's something that's going to be really cool and um, something that we want to be a part of. So, how does that sound? Is that all right? Not compelled. No one's feeling compelled. No one's feeling unhappy. Not asking for any money. Not yet, anyway. Wait till next week. Then we want your money. All right. And that's us. Eleven thirty on the dot. How are you going in Facebook land? <laughs>